I would like to welcome everybody back to the Chilling with Dylan podcast. Today's guest was one of the stars of the Challenge All-Star Season 2. She made the final. Um, she had a pretty iconic moment with Salad. I mean, I'm kind of giving it away. It is Ayana Mackin. I hope you guys all enjoy the episode with Ayana. Um, we had a really serious conversation, and I hope you guys all enjoy it. Like I said, I have made a new podcast Instagram that is at Chillin' with Dylan Pod on Instagram. Um, hey, chillin' with Dylan, chillin' with Dylan. Hey. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss me. Real as it gets, never know what to expect. Uh, got a rep jersey, I thought I told you. Yes, indeed, every week got a brand new poster while I'm... Hey, chillin' with Dylan, chillin' with Dylan. Hey, chillin' with Dylan, chillin' with Dylan. Let's go. I'm with that thing. I'm also gonna do something else special for y'all today. I don't get a chance to pull them out often, but I'm gonna pull out my semester at sea earrings. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> She's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. so like I, I, I really am into that kind of thing. Like, I'll, whenever I do podcasts, or appearances, there's always something that I have on that means something more to me. And it helps me, I think, at least subconsciously, yeah. remember my why and remember that um, just my love for the opportunity and my love for the experience. Yeah. So whenever told, you are ready, baby. I told Paige about the uh, the cruise ship, the boat for the poster, and she absolutely loved the idea. It was <laughs> like, I love Paige, her energy is infectious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And she has so many good ideas. Like when we were at the um, Cameo House in LA and she was like, you know, let's do this idea. And then she was like, well, actually I got it from Laurel. So I'm gonna give props where props is due. Yeah. But then she clipped it. And when it all came out, when she asked me to do it at first, I was like, okay, I'll do something. I'll say something silly. But yeah. seeing everybody's pieces all together, I was like, this is cute. I like this. So she has great ideas. I like her podcast. She pulls out things that people don't, say in uh-huh. other spaces so i love tina's tina's just dropped like last week so. <laughs> yeah yeah i had tina on like a week or two ago tina's i talked to her for like two and a half hours oh gosh i couldn't believe it too <laughs> she, she's like the best comebacks as well yeah, yeah. look really have, you, have you already like uploaded tina's yeah i uploaded tina's like a week because i i did yes last week and i think tina was the week before Okay. Okay. All right. So I need to, I can need to put it on my calendar because Leah, there's so many, there's so much great content. It's like trying to find time to, to do like, I'm literally do. just now watching the elimination, like right now. So <laughs> I normally do it like three in the morning, right when it drops, but this past two days has been a little tough. So I'm like, yeah. you're good. All so, right. I'm start with the intro and then we'll, we'll get going. All right. Let's get it. All right, the next episode of the Chillin' with Dylan podcast is with an icon of the challenge. All the way back from Road Roll Semester at Sea, it is Ayana Mackins. Ayana, how are you doing today? Thank you for being here. Hey, what's going on, Dylan? Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm doing great. <laughs> I want to start off with what I usually start off with. The last few years have been rough for everybody with COVID and just the state of the world. So how are you doing? How was your lockdown? How is Washington, D.C.? Can you just talk about the last few years for you? I mean, you filmed a reality show in between there. So how's how's life going for you personally? Yeah, you know, so many of us, when we are talking about, you know, these large spans of time, you know, we, we kind of center in on the, you know, big 
ticket items. But when we think really think about time itself, you know, it's really a, a compilation of a bunch of smaller moments that get us from one place to another and then we can measure growth. And that's what it's been for me. You know, nobody predicted having to be in the house and having to be quarantined in the way that we all were around the world for now it's almost three years. Um, if you, you know, for me, it's almost three years because, you know, I was pregnant, you know, I had a baby March 2020. And a few days later, you know, we're all in quarantine. My youngest daughter has never seen life outside of quarantine um, and a pandemic um, reality, if that makes sense. So um, I think it brought my family closer um, through the ups and downs. We, I think what was revealed to me is what's very important and essential. Um, it really kind of thinned the fat for the, for, you know, ways of living that just don't ride well with me. You know, when you have several family members pass away from COVID, suddenly family members that you didn't expect that you wouldn't have time left with, it makes time worth so much more. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys see that um, going into All-Stars. Um, just to give a little bit of a recap, um, I've talked about it on several podcasts, you know, prior to getting asked back to, to All-Stars, you know, we'd been in the house, um, we were struggling. Um, I was a teacher for a long time before my pregnancy and going back into the classroom, being in the middle of a pandemic just didn't make sense for me to be able to protect my own family. Okay. Um, we're a family of five and varying age ranges. Now, not no two of us are in the same developmental space. You know, you have an adult, you have a teenager, you have a middle schooler, an elementary school child and a baby. So managing that, had caused me like a lot of people, you know, around the world, it causes you to reassess how you, you know, make income and, and, and what's important and how you shape your day. Um, so all of us had been used to having our own individualized time during the day. And that changed. It, it kind of got ripped from all of us. We were all together all the time, save for going out for a walk or going to the grocery store. Um, we were always all together. Set, that being said, you know, being called for All-Stars the very first time, I had to say no. We'd just been diagnosed with COVID in our house and it ran through every single person, including yours truly. Um, I also kind of was glad that I had COVID because I also was very much so obese and overweight at the time. Um, not to say that the overweight person couldn't do the challenge, but it does make the challenge, it adds another layer onto that, right? Um, that I wasn't prepared nor had the confidence that I could swing it. So that first time I said, no, I was like, I can't do it. I have COVID. Um, but my wheel started turning like, man, if I could have the opportunity to lose at least a little bit of this weight, you know, could I get back out there? It had been 20 years. Uh, so I got a second call, you know, you guys, the fandom, everybody watched All-Stars 1, it was a hit, you know, it made sense, you know, to bring it back, you know, for the networks and the production companies. So, you know, All-Stars 2, I get the call for that. And at that point, I'd been asked twice to come to a reality show in one year. I couldn't say no. I had to give myself a shot, man. You know, uh, many times I think in life, we talk ourselves out of taking a chance or saying yes. We give ourselves a billion reasons to say no, pick one of them and move on. Mm -hmm. I didn't want one more regret in my life. I didn't want one more thing that I would look back on and say I didn't try. And so even though I lost a little bit of weight, 
not much, but a little. I put on my very big girl panties <laughs> and decided to pack my bags, do what I could do. I think I went swimming for the very first time in almost three years, three weeks before getting on the plane for the challenge. Mm -hmm. I had not been in a pool swimming yeah. <laughs> at all. Uh, pools had just opened up in my region. Um, Cause yeah, they had opened up like June the 1st or June the 2nd. And even then it was limited. So you had to schedule time to have a lane at the pool yeah. and you had to cross your fingers that, that you would hit the lottery and be able to go into the public pool. Um, I'm not a wealthy person. So that's where I would go. That's where I, that's where I would now go to experience um, pool action. So um, that being said, I was taking a huge chance and risk with All-Stars too. But again, how they say you, you never regret the opportunities that you take, you know, it's the ones that you don't take that you regret. So in a nutshell, you know, that's the most succinct way that I can sum up, you know, right before All-Stars, you know, family of five, a single mom, former teacher, just really trying to make it all work. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask you um, if you got the call for All-Stars 1, and you just said you did. Um, I was going to know, when did you get the call for All-Stars 2? Like, because I know that it aired at the end of 2021, mm -hmm. I believe I'm right. So when did that call come? And then was there any discussions in your household about not going, or you were like set to go? Once you got that call, you were going to go and do it? Well, when I got the first call, you know, again, I had COVID and, you know, in a couple of self-confidence issues that were paired with it, but primarily it was the COVID um, that I leaned on at the time. I remember telling my uncle that I got the call and I remember telling him about, you know, saying no. And, and, you know, he also struggled with obesity issues. At the same time, he was one of the most courageous people I've ever met. He was adopted as a kid um grew up in dc as well but was very much so self-sufficient he wound up going to private school and then on to law school and was a was an attorney here in the area and uh, was also very much so in the comic books and he says you know if they ever ask you again you better say yes and i used to call him like greg superhero because he had all these comic books was this huge purveyor of just joy when it comes to just the whole DC Marvel universe of comics. And he actually had it as a YouTube channel or had a YouTube channel because um, he recently passed away. Mm -hmm. um, but at the time he was still with us and it was called Strictly Comics. And that community is still open. There's still other people that are running that community, but that was his baby. And I used to call him Greg Superhero. And he told me, if they ever ask you again, you better put on your cape and get out there and try. He said, because if they ever ask me, I'm getting out there and I'm going to try to. So they called me again and I said, yes, you know, I'd already made a pact with him. And uh, so it wasn't any hesitation there. The hard part was putting the sneakers back on, getting back in the pool when it opened, trying to get on a bike a little bit you know i didn't even own a bike so i was using a, a rental bike capital like one of those capital bikes your bikes yeah, those line yeah. bikes so i was using like rent a bikes to just get my biking feet wet i had been on a bike in five years um my youngest two kids were back to back so yeah my third child was born in 2018 i was pregnant most of 2018 so we're talking about four approximately four years three or four years of just 
kind of sedentary activity mm -hmm. and having to jump into the challenge after that. So with that backstory, with working about three part-time jobs at the time to try to make ends meet, to save up enough money to pay my bills before I left for the challenge, I literally got on that plane with $7 in my pocket and not even in my pocket, really. No, no, no. I had, I had $4 in my pocket and I had $7 in the bank. Wow. And that was it. And I was just like, I got to make this work. Yeah. You know, my, 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 I, she's my daughter's grandmother, but I see her like another mother. But, um, and she was mine. She was my friend. She adopted me and I, I adopted her. You know, she had all boys and I, and she always wanted, you know, little, little girls. So when I had my girls, I told her, I'm like, these are your girls. These are your babies. And one of my girls was actually named for her. She kept them and my older kids stayed with their grandmother. And, um, my fight was for all of them. My fight was for all my kids, all the women in my life that stood up for me and said, you know, you making choices to bring these lives in the world means something and we got your back. Um, so I was like, I'm going on that show. I'm going to win whatever I can win. And I'm going to come home. I'm going to help my family and we're going to change our lives. So that's what I was going into. Mm -hmm. That's what I got on the plane with. Yeah. Now once Tech jumped in that pool, <laughs> it didn't like go out the window. Yeah. But I think it all, you know, this social experiment of reality. Yeah. It's so interesting because you think you you think you would tell yourself what you're gonna do mm -hmm. given that cir circumstance situation. But once you get in it, yeah. It, it shifts after a couple of days, right? You you forget the cameras are there a little bit. There's, I mean, again, I went from my, being in a house, being, you know, mom, point person for a bunch of little kids and some big kids to being in a adult summer camp type situation with naked men jumping in the pool, in a pool that, that's yeah. by my, where I, like by my, where I sleep and there's a kitchen and there's a, there's a, there's a freaking ocean and a beach, <laughs> like, and there's yeah. free food and there's everybody's muscles and yoga and, and loud and soft and, and all these things. And I, I just, I lost it. I was, I mean, I lost it in a bad way, mm -hmm. but I lost that armor of having to always be super mom. Like I was like, wait a minute. I can really just sit here and just drink a glass of water and watch the sun come up or not. Yeah. And then I can do cool stuff, like jump out of stuff and I and put on freaking life preservers and, and swim and, 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 and have air horns and, and, and I get to meet, because I never met TJ. I yeah. never met TJ. Like the last person I saw was I think Johnny Mosley or um yeah, I think, I think, it was Johnny Mosley or, you know, it was, you know, the late, um, oh Lord, I can't think of his name right now. It's just, it's a late name. I'm gonna see if I can find it. I know you're talking about though. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's, I mean, it's like a, it's like a brain freeze, yeah. but, um, uh, oh gosh. Dave, Dave Mira. Yeah, Dave Mira, thank you. You know, rest in peace, Dave. So, you know, I'm, I'm from that era. Yeah. So the, the, the TJ, TJ Levin, I never met him. So I was like, this is this is freaking 
this is special. This is leprechaun shit. This is into the rainbow pot of gold. Like it really exists type Santa Claus stuff. I was hyped. Yeah. You know, I, so. I have a game that I play with every um, guest I've ever had. Okay. And it, this is like a perfect segue that we're just talking about. It's called First Impressions. All just, right. I'm so interested in what you think of these people when you first meet them. Okay, let's go. So the first one is one of the first people you ever met because she was on your season of Road Rules, Veronica. What was your first impression of Veronica when you met her? Oh, goodness. Now we're going, now you're going to have to take me back 20 years because <laughs> I've not been on a challenge with Veronica I know. in 17 years. Yeah. And going back to the very first day I met her, we were in, here we go, the Bahamas. Yeah. And that was our meetup point. And we all had our little bags that we packed at home. I remember the first person I met was Pua, I think. That okay. was the very first person I met with um, with Road Rules. And then folks kind of trickled in. Mm -hmm. hmm, let me see if I can be honest. <laughs> she used to wear Roxy all the time. Like she had yeah. Roxy shirt, Roxy skirt, Roxy shoes. This is going to sound almost freaky, but it's, it's the truth. This is what I remember. Yeah. I hadn't, I didn't even know what a Roxy was, but I remember looking down at her shoes and thinking those are so fucking comfortable looking like, what is that? And I remember looking, you know, and it was a Roxy flip flop or something. And that's what I distinctly remember my very first. And it's not even an impression. It sounds so shallow. Like I remember the girl's shoes, but that's what it is. Like I remember her shoes. Like I remember like something about this Roxy was really, really cool. And I wanted to know more. Yeah. Um, and that's the best I can give you to be. Right, you're good. You're good. Some I hope I didn't put it out my ass, but <laughs> you, know, you know, old people will change the past in a minute. You know, they will block out some yeah. shit. You some know, people but, just uh, remember clothes. Some people just remember clothes. It's it's good. Um, <laughs> the next one I have is John A, who ended up winning All Stars too. First impression okay. of John A. So John A, my first impression of John A was okay. I remember. Let me go back. I gotta remember because it's, it's so there's so much that happens that very first day. You know, we're on these yachts, and some of us are on a really, really, really nice yacht, and we're on a really nice yacht. Yeah. So one of those circumstances where you're like, you look over and you see this really, really nice yacht, and you're on a really nice yacht, and you don't ever go on no kind of boat like ever. <laughs> so you know, honestly, I was sitting there like. That's a really, really, really nice yacht, but I'm on a really nice yacht. What does that do? Like I'm pushing buttons. Yeah. So if my memory serves me correctly, Janae was on the really nice yacht with me okay. and Tina, Brad, uh, Darrell, uh, Tyler, and oh goodness. Who else was on the really, really nice yacht? Mm, your listeners are gonna have to go and look for the clues. <laughs> but I remember being on the really nice yacht and I don't remember at first, like looking or engaging or interacting with John A immediately because there were a few people there that I'd known that I hadn't seen in a long time. Sophia was one of them. Um, Tech was one of them. Um, who else? You know, I rem I do remember being drawn to people that I knew that I hadn't seen for a very long time and just interacting with them. Um, Kendall, though, I remember being like immediately like, 
this is the Kendall Shepard that when the few shows that I did watch, I was like, I ride for her and I like her and I want to meet her. And I was fangirling. I tend to fangirl uh-huh. because that's just what I do. Like fangirl over LL Cool J, still do a little bit. I just watched Last Holiday last week. It was so cute. <laughs> Um, even though I didn't make a book of possibilities, maybe I should. If y'all haven't seen it, it's actually a very cute Saturday movie with Chloe Natifa, um, <laughs> called Last Holiday. Yeah. But at any rate, um, she uh I don't remember interacting with John A at first. Okay. I did interact with uh the with the infamous um uh Jasmine. Because she was so <laughs> fucking cute and feisty. Yeah. And I remember like, oh, I like her. She's, you know, she's she's like she she is society, but then she could pull out the she can pull out the backyard barbecue too. And yeah. then she can go and kind of flow through it really fluidly in a way that I think is authentic. So I was kind of drawn to her. Now you know they're all Cancun. Yeah. So if you're talking to Jasmine and Jane is right there, that's her girl. So, you know, maybe I'm rewriting history, but my biggest memory, I think is somewhat like, okay, she's really feeling, you know, she's cool with Tyler, she's cool with Jasmine. It took a little, it took a little bit of time for John A and I to like come together and then open. But when I talk about a little time, this is the challenge house. So three days can be seem like a month when you have no television, no distractions, no, 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 nothing to write in, whatever else, nothing to read. So, so, you know, again, I think maybe it was the second day where or even the third day where john a and i um just had some moments our moment began i believe it was associated with hair and i like abraded her hair or something but it was also associated with john a telling me her life story yeah you know again i won't get into it because i don't i'm not quite certain which part she shared with the whole world and which part you know she kind of keeps for one-on-ones so i'm not gonna you know retell her story but for what she did share with me about her story, like I was in tears. I was in, I was in, I was in complete tears. Some of the tears was happy tears. The other tears was like, I relate to what you're saying, tears. The other tears were, I mean, just from straight up. Now, and I've told her this too. Like I said, it's we're going back on a challenge after all this time. Because when you're younger, it's all about you. It's like, I need to win my bike, I need to win my VCR, whatever we were fighting for, you know, pre-iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm just having these back and forth moments where it's like, first off, I'm happy to be here. I'm not thinking about game at all. After she told me her story, I'm like, I want her to win. Yeah. I want her to win this. Like, okay. I want you to win. Oh, wait a minute. I'm completely brain freezing. The very first time I met Johnne for real, for real, was when she we were on a bus and she was like, yes, I talked to yes about you. And he told me that you were dope and you're a cool person. And I just want to let you know that yes told me I'm coming for the crown. And I said, girl, you better get it. Cause if he told you, he's one of the most genuine people I've ever met. Like what you see is what you get. You know, I'm not saying that he's a perfect person. Like nobody is, but I'm telling you like right now, it would, it would take somebody video recording him doing something on sundry like i had to i had to see the tape and yeah. i had to check for the birthmark to make sure it was really him and not a look alike because uh-huh. he has so much like just genuineness about him and so much integrity that what he shows y'all on television is not an act you know it's, it's just how he that's how he is that's what i experienced you know during the time that i shared with him um 
on the show, you know, just straight up, you know, just a genuine person. So, you know, for him to, first of all, for him to say what he said about me, you know, more in my heart that the feeling was mutual. The other thing was, you know, I'm like, I just had this moment where I really felt like, you know what, if you win this thing, like, I'm not sitting back like, mm, you know, this, yeah. you know, this, this, you know, you know, this evil person won. Nah, like I was really rooting for her as if she was like, you know, my little sister or something like that. Um, I like Janae. You yeah. know, I, I like her. I like Janae. And I think sometimes people misread certain things about her gameplay and they then associate that with like her like who, like the who of who she is, like her, her core or whatnot. And I like to use this metaphor and you got to cut me off because I will ramble you from Cleveland to uh, LA if you let me. But um, I like to tell people all the time, if you ever play cards or like chess or maybe not chess, because not everybody talks during chess, but definitely like cards or basketball or whatever, you could play those games with or hockey, that's a good one too. You can play those games with like your best friends. And when you're on the ice, when you're at the table, y'all are talking smack, big time, whatever. Oh my gosh, what, what kind of butt crack move was that? Yeah. Whatever. And you could just, you get you in your gameplay. And uh -huh. then when the game is over with, you can, you know, dap it up and walk your separate ways. And that's what it is. I don't always think people give John A the benefit of the doubt for that. It's like, let her play the game, like let her do what she do. And then, you know, but other than that, to try to like bring personal things into it or attribute that to, you know, some kind of unsundry, you know, character flaw, I think is unfair. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think she's one of the strongest players I've ever seen do the game, you know, across the board, whether it's physical activity, puzzle activity or social activity. Um, She's gorgeous on top of all that. And she's an awesome mom. Like I've seen her with her kids. So, you know, that's yeah. what I got on that. So I like, right. like Janae a lot too. I think Janae is one of my favorites. Um, the next one I have actually one with Janae uh, from the real world Philadelphia, MJ. First impression of MJ. <laughs> okay. So now we got to go to the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> See, you know, when I get to know somebody, I, I, I'm always asking your personal business. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you're compelled to tell me your personal business, but I'm going to ask about it. Because, you know, if I ask you about your, let's say, your, your, your passion in life and what you do, and then I watch how you talk about whatever it is, you know, I'll, I, I like the notes. You ever drink a nice glass of, um, of, of, uh, not, uh, of sangria? That's what I'm thinking of a really good glass of sangria and you get the notes of the fruit that's inside, the notes of the apple, the notes of the grape, whatever. I like that when you ask somebody about what they love the most or what they're passionate about and how they talk about it, you know, it, it opens you up to be able to, you know, absorb the notes of who they are. Yeah. So back to MJ, when we first moved in the house in All Stars 2, I actually shared a bunk situation with him um he was on the bottom and i was on the top and i was already feeling some type of way because you know 20 years since the challenge i haven't slept on a bunk bed even though my kids got one i haven't slept on the top of a bunk bed since probably the, i don't even think we were in bunk beds when i was on the, we had our own little individual twin beds we were not even in bunk beds yeah so to get my big overweight behind up a little 
the ladder, I even put my leg up against it one day. The ladder was as wide as my leg, honey. So I'm 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 shimmying up this daggone ladder every day that I could probably fit inside my butt crack and walk on out the daggone door with. Yeah, MJ's yeah. below me. He looks up one day as I shimmied up there and he's just like, You sure you want to sleep up there? And I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, because <laughs> I was struggling. I was like, I would get up there. And I would only go up there when I knew I was ready to sleep because I didn't want to have to get back down and up and down and up. Uh But at any rate, I was sleeping on top of, you know, that that bunk on MJ. Uh I was already kind of nervous because there was no like room in that room. So I had all my bags in the bed with me. He starts, okay, here we go. Darrell was next to him. So Darrell starts sleeping and snoring. And he's not snoring, snoring like blah, blah, blah. he wasn't doing all that, but he was making sleep sounds. Yeah. Then MJ has this little like this, like this neigh in his sleep. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, so you got this type of sound going in the room, and it was surprisingly soothing. And then Kahuta was uh, on the other top bunk above yeah. the rail. And so, and he got his, you know, he got his little sleep sound. It was like a little sleep symphony, which was surprisingly peaceful and calming to me. Um, like I said, I'd been in a house with five kids, with four kids for, you know, a year and a half before this experience and hadn't been, you know, in a room with a, with a grown ass man sleeping. You know, it's just been us, you know, me and the kids. Mm -hmm. So to hear all those sleep sounds, it was definitely calming, relaxing for a couple of days until the Sophia stuff started. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, so my first impression of MJ was dad, because again, I hadn't seen his season yet. I hadn't, I didn't have a backstory to MJ. All I had was who he was showing me. I got big time dad vibes. I didn't get like weird, you know, Yeah. People have these stories that I hear a lot about, and you heard some of them at Challenge Mania Live New York City this past yeah. weekend. You know, people had their stories about, you know, what happened during their time and, and males disrespecting them and stuff like that. And I didn't get any of those kind of vibes from MJ. Maybe he had a, you know, maybe he got a past and he got some, you know, skeletons dragging behind him. But in terms of my time there, I didn't get any vibe other than protector, dad, proud dad proud husband loves his wife all of that mm -hmm. so you know just to kind of segue to it really kind of i it ain't rubbed me the right way i don't know if you've seen all stars three yet and have been yeah. watching that show. you know some things that go down and some accusations that are made there are all stars three yeah. um that really sit right with me because you know for both of those folks i don't want to spoil it for anybody that uh, hasn't seen it yet um, you can stream it on Paramount Plus, check it out for yourself. But, um, you know, it just didn't match what I experienced. Yeah, so, you talking know. about uh, Beth and Jane and MJ and that. Whole yep, 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 yep. So um, that didn't sit right because it didn't, like I said, it didn't match what I experienced. So, yeah. you know, that's that was my impression of MJ. All yeah. right, let's get it because we, we'll be on here for two hours. <laughs> Wait, I talk um, about people. So, let's go. I want to get into Sophia in a little bit, but before we do that, I want to talk about something serious. So you were on um, reality TV, like you said, 20, 17 years ago. Um, and a lot has changed since then as far as diversity goes. Yeah. 
Um, so I want to, there's definitely some more room to, to grow. Um, but like, for example, the CBS shows like Survivor Big Brother have 50% BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, people of color cast on the show. Um, so if you could just talk about the differences you saw within diversity and how people of color are treated on All Stars 2 in 2021 from back then on Road Rules and the challenge in 2002, 2003, 1999, 2000, around that area. Hmm, that's a, it's a tough one, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're also talking about decades. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm trying to remember that the camera is right there versus looking over at you. I'm, I'm yeah. at, oh, you know what I can do? Wait a minute. My daughter showed me how to do this. Okay. I can change the orientation of my screen to put you on, like Beyonce says, love on top. I can put you <laughs> on top and then I can be looking at you. Yeah. Yeah, so my daughter, um, she's the resident tech tech file in the house. See, now there we go. That's okay. better. That's okay. better for, for everybody, I believe. Okay, because I could see you and you're right up there. Uh-huh. Oh, see, so, yeah, because I was, I was feeling bad because I was like, I wasn't really talking um, into the camera for people to really be able to see. And now you're on top. I yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I had so much fun in, in New York. I really do. <laughs> okay, so segue to answer your question. Yeah. We're talking about decades. So you, the question is, you know, diversity, compare and contrast from the time that I was on the show 20 years ago to now and, you know, Survivor, other CBS shows having a commitment to 50% representation um, versus, you know, back then when people were really on the media side of things, trying to figure out how to capture what we were all really already doing in our real lives. You know, I, I think about that time in history, you know, the 90s, to, you know, in general. You know, you had shows like, you know, the Cosby show in a different world on the air, and you also had Martin, and you had Deaf Comedy Jam, and, and you had you had all of this, you know, diversity with, with in media, I would say, as when as if you were like, for example, to, we used to have something called Blockbuster Video. You could go to Blockbuster and you would get the videotape, and it was a, an analog version of of YouTube or streaming services or whatever else. You had lots of content that was diverse, but being able to access it was very difficult. Yeah. So you know, if somebody had rented the movie that night and you wanted to see it, you had to wait a couple of days and you would hope and cross your fingers that they'd bring it back so you could see it. Here we are now in this age of the internet and streaming. I think that it's hard, it's difficult for me to put, pass too much judgment on the past for being exactly what the past would be with the technology not being as pervasive as it is now. Um, But here we are we're like, okay, should the challenge be always intentionally 50% cast with folks that represent a certain demographic or a certain box of a demographic? I'm not gonna say no to that. No ifs, ands, or buts. I do challenge all of us to be acclimated to digesting what that looks like across the board. I think people pick and choose. They'll say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm fine with diversity if it fits in this comfortable box of it just being about race or just being about gender. I depart when folks start talking about 
people with disabilities, um, that being like, wait a minute, what do you mean we have to be intentional about ensuring that folks who identify as being on the spectrum and are loud and proud about that or have physical differences that stand out as, you know, not being norm, whether it's, you know, your, your body type or like Jordan, you know, with his hand or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we as people who watch content also need to be a little bit more flexible. You know, you can't say ew when you see two men kissing on television because your um, your politics or your theology says that that's wrong. Like, oh, I'll take diversity in this little dose, but oh, if it means including everybody else that falls underneath an umbrella of not being represented on television or whatever else, mm, I'm gonna say no to that. Mm-mm. I think we should embrace Bollywood. We should embrace having movies being shot in Hollywood in Spanish only and us having to read it in English subtitles. Like, you know, like not having certain what I guess they're called norms be the norm at all. You know, the challenge is airing in Portuguese right now in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And I had an opportunity to meet the person who do my voice for the All-Stars um, in Brazil. So I would have never thought like back then, you know, compared then and now, I would have never thought that I would be corresponding with a fan base that doesn't speak the language, the same language that I speak, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And then hear my voice with someone else's voice, you know, speaking the language that they speak and still being able to make a connection. Um, I do think that we have a long way to go. Um, I think that, you know, the production company and the networks that are, you know, putting out All Stars 2, they're doing a great job. Like, I've never been on a show, like my whole time on the show, where that's been, you know, the case where it's like, we're gonna be super intentional. Um, If I think back to the challenge, itself i don't think i've ever been on a challenge where i was the only black person you know um i think the challenge kind of i think paved the way for many years now it did start to kind of go a different direction after a while but in the beginning you know it looks like it looks right now it was it's always been 50 percent. it wasn't something that anybody had to say out loud to say this must be 50 percent um but also not to be dismissive of challenges that others have said that they've had, you know, with racism or sexism or classism. Um, you know, I got kicked off a show because somebody called me a racial slur. You know, I experienced that. I, I experienced that. I experienced being marginalized. And then when I fought back, being sent home and the other person being allowed to stay and then being replaced by someone that wasn't from my demographic. Um, that was a little bit more, I think, digestible to the audience at the time. Let's replace the black girl with a blonde, a blonde haired girl and, and move on. Right. Um, do I think that that was the dialogue behind the scenes? It's debatable. And I wasn't behind the scenes to know. Again, I'm, I am all for there being diverse stories, period, and not diverse being a dog whistle for oh, it just means race, it just means gender, it just means, you know, this or that. I I think we can have enough room to just call it for what it is, you know? Um, We need more people that, I I would love to see someone who, you know, what do they call it, intersectionality. I learned a lot from my 
my daughter and son who, you know, are more adept at a lot of these uh, acronyms than I am, but people that can tell the story, like I was watching the real world homecoming mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I remember Danny being on television. Yeah. And I remember him having, you know, these a really, really tough time with his partner's face being shown and him being in the military, you know, being that I come from a military family and I do understand that. And I don't, I don't, I don't really think the public got it the way I way folks that are, you know, got military folks around them. That man could have died. Like there were people that were that homophobic in the military at the time that would have taken that man out. And he was like army ranger too. No, that man could have died simply because he was going to be out about who he loved. Not because he didn't defend our country, not because he'd committed some, some heinous treasonous act, but because of who he loved to be murdered because of who you love, like, you know, and to take that on at like 19, 20 years old on national television, that's a lot, you know? So jumping to 20 years later where, you know, even Target and major corporations are being very vocal about supporting safe spaces for LBGTQIAA+, you know, that's to me, it's, it's like, it's something I wish I could have experienced as a younger person versus it being now, but I guess maybe, maybe it's how some of my elders felt like when they're watching us just drink from, you know, any water fountain or be able to get on the bus wherever we want to get on the bus. Yeah. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Oh, you know, definitely, definitely. I think I, it, I, we've gotten far, but there's still a long way to go, yeah. you know? Um, so talking about like casting, like we just were, um, I wanted to buy your casting story back in the day of road rules. Like, how did you end up there? Was there a season? So for example, I had yes on um, last week and he said it was between road rules semester at sea or the real world Hawaii. Tina said she was almost on the real world Las Vegas with Trishel and Alton. So if you just talk about your casting story and if there was like a real world season that you were almost on. Okay. Um, well, same here. I was offered road rules or Hawaii or more so that they were, they asked me the question. They didn't say, you know, sign one paper or the other. So I didn't have that much autonomy in it, but they did ask me what my preference would be. And my preference was like, hmm, go to Hawaii, which I'd never been before and work a job and live in a house with a bunch of people or go around the world to, you know, eight countries, cities and do a bunch of cool stuff. And stay in school because I was in school on a full ride at that time, academic and a um, track scholarship. So be able to stay in school, go around the world, do a bunch of super cool stuff or go to one place, work a job for six months, get in a bunch of arguments, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I still got in arguments, but my vote was for going around the world. Yeah. No, that definitely (laughs) makes sense. Um, I want to ask because you guys... Well, you, Yes, and Veronica are the ones that have really come back into the spotlight with this All-Stars thing. And Veronica did a couple challenge seasons recently on the main show, like Dirty 30 and Vendettas and Final Reckoning. Um, she's a three-time champ. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. No, no. She's one of the best ever. I I, I, I don't forget that ever. Um, but I do want to ask, like, did you ever see yourselves, like, when you were that young, 
growing up and still being on challenges with these people and still having them in your lives at no. all? Mm -mm. I thought it was going to be like going on Will of Fortune. Hi, Hi baby. But I do want to ask, we just talked about Danny and the homecoming real worlds. Would you be interested in a road rules homecoming semester at sea back with your cast members from back in the day? Absolutely. And it's crazy. Like I've told a few people this and I remember like tech told me, don't tell anybody. Like, don't tell anybody your idea. You write it up and try to, you know, and I'm not that whole Hollywood life. So I don't know all those things, but I'm just going to say what my vision was. And then if it falls into the right hands and the magic happens, that's great. So I had this idea, right? Uh -huh. They cast a whole new set of college students for semester SC on because now because back then semester SC was one ship. It is now a fleet of several ships. Yeah. And since the pandemic, um, you know, and it's an organization that's been around since, you know, the the 60s. So we're talking about, you know, almost 50 years of semester at sea and um, as an as an organization and entity. So this is my vision to have a whole new group of college kids be cast for a semester at sea. And then all of us that were on the original season, we are working on the ship. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm really hoping they would so do like, that. So like Veronica could be like, I don't know, like the Dean of student, like yeah. parties and social. And yes, could actually be teaching on the ship, like teaching, like, I don't know you know, ancient architecture or something. And Pua could be teaching marine biology and sociology and, and oceanography yeah. or whatever. Cause she's, you know, she's a teacher by trade. Yeah. Sean is super smart as well. And, you know, it, like I was thinking too, like maybe he could be like a Dean of like, you know, people that need like some help and counseling and yeah. how to, you know, how to stay positive and get through things. And then Pavel's a photographer. He could teach photography. <laughs> and then I could run the daycare because <laughs> I got all these kids. Yeah. And I actually do have uh, master's level credentials in um, early childhood education. Yeah. So, so that's my that. dream. I would love to go back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then maybe it could be like some kind of a road rules homecoming mashup where, you know, we get to be on the ship, we get to be working. We don't have necessarily have to do the incoming message all the time, yeah. you know? <laughs> but at the same time, you know, that's kind of been like the hallmark of the new real world homecoming yeah. is this infamous, you know, dark screen that says incoming message. And yeah. then we gotta really talk about some really hard stuff. Um, that's, that's my little personal, like, huh, this is my pipe dream of what it could be. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really hoping that happens. Um, Cause I would love to see that. I do have a few more questions before we get into listener questions, if you don't mind, because some people send in questions for you. Okay, um, okay. I want to ask, so your last season of challenge was, like you said, 17 years ago, 16 years ago, around there. Um, why did you stop going on the show? Was it the calls? Did you not want to do it? Um, was there any close calls for you to return? You just talk about why we haven't seen you in, in years before your return at All-Stars 2. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, well, my, that answer is really easy. I became a mom. Like, you know, I remember after that last season, that battle of sex says, you know, I started my uniform last day because I wanted to wear today. Yeah, yeah. And then I walk up into the sunset with the cutest little butt you've ever seen. Yeah. You know, I, I was looking at it the, I looked at it the other day and I was like, I'm going to get that booty back. I'm yeah. going to get that little booty back. I mean, I might not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you know, with all these kids, you know, maybe I, I am now destined to be curvaceous, yeah. a la Cardi Bezil. But, uh, you know, long and short of it, uh, you know, I think that was around, what, 2004-ish. 
Yeah. I had my daughter in 07, you know? So just like with a lot of us, you know, oh, I would love to see you on a challenge, real talk. Oh. Lori, Lori, that was on the last Battle of the Sexes with okay. me. Climbing over cars. Yeah. I think that Lori would have a good time on um, a challenge. I would love to see her kind of get pulled back into this and just, you know, if she really wanted to do it. Um, yeah. Just gotta see, like the Lori did and the Lori, uh, and, and the Ayana then, we were both those kind of like, oh my God, we're just having a be And I would love to see if she still has that infectious energy um, today. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I started wanting to be like in one place and yeah. put down some roots. I was working out of school at the time and met my kids, my older kids' dad. Mm -hmm. um, we went to Brazil, made a baby. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, and, and the rest is, is what it is. You know, I wound up going back to grad school, teaching myself uh -huh. and um, was in education for almost, you know, eight or nine years um, and then had another set of kids. So, you know, part of it too was weight gain as well. You know, having these kids and, and whatnot and your body's changing. You, you kind of start resolving yourself to life is different. Internet comes out in the midst of all of that you know this is 04 when i go off and yeah. by 05 06 07 facebook is out there and we're taking baby steps with what our lives look like privacyless because in the even us as celebrities in the past we still had a certain level of privacy nobody could look up your home address and, and be there in you know 30 minutes if they didn't like you mm -hmm. um you know nobody could pull up your baby picture and, and put it on top of a centaur body and yeah. you know, make fun of you like that. That didn't exist. Uh -huh. So to think that that level of scrutiny would be increased, I think that also kind of had me taking a pause from it to say, I don't know if I really want to um, expose myself in that way. Yeah. And another thing, you know, just to be really transparent with your listeners, you know, um, we dealt with being a family that was managing a person in our family being in a heavy addiction for many years yeah. um and in and out of his addiction illness so um that's hard when you're going dealing with all kinds of lawyers and you're dealing with all kinds of you know medical professionals and you're crossing your fingers and maybe this time will be the last time that they go into jail or rehab or whatever else um you're taking out loans to to pay for things that they broke mm -hmm. and you're trying to put the pieces of your life back together so all of that happens in the midst of all that too yeah and, um you know i'm trying to find ways to tell that part of the story and i may you know do that in the future time um but i'm trying to also find ways to respect you know the person that was going through it because you know they're not deceased are still with us and that is something that belongs to him but at the same time as you know i started doing al-anon last year you know al-anon alcoholics anonymous for families um provides a safe space to talk about you know what happens when a loved one is in the cycle of addiction and how you manage your own self-care as a family member that has had trauma as a result of that so um you know serenity prayer one day at a time you yeah. know and, and and that's that's what it's been so all stars has been a chance to at the very least of things you know hit the pause button or hit the play button 
rather than the pause button on what my life would have been like had I not gone down either of those roads, whether it was family life or, you know, that other road of, you know, experiencing having, a, you know, an addict in your household. Yeah, I have, I know some people in my life that struggle with that. It's, it's really hard. It's, re it's really, really hard to, uh, to help and be there, you know? Yeah, especially when, you know, you're pregnant too, <laughs> in the middle of all that. And then people don't quite get it unless they've been in it, you know? Folks yeah. are really quick, oh, this person's addicted to X, Y, and Z. You gotta cut them off and gray rock them and all of that. Well, they're right too, but there's time that happens before they get cut off that that it just, it happens. And yeah. folks have to find ways to triage it for themselves. So Al-Anon provides some supports there um, for that kind of work, as well as, you know, a couple of other things that I had going on that really gave me the springboard to come out of the cycle of codependency and, um, you know, the guilt, blame, shame that yeah. happens and, uh, you know, reclaim your life. Yeah. So, so that's yeah, that's, thanks for sharing that. Um, I do just have one more thing I want to get into before we get into listener questions. I want to say thanks for being here. Um, my last thing I want to get into is one of the most talked about moments of All-Stars 2 is you and Sophia's dynamic and then your argument and that whole dynamic, the chemistry between you two. So that's something you could just talk about and bring us through what exactly happened with you guys? How close were you and if, where you guys stand now? Well, I'll tell you, you know, I can keep it short and sweet because, yeah, I do have to, like I said, I am on borrowed time with that okay, little baby. You're good, you're good. I know she kind of stole some of our time. So, you know, I'm always super open and please yeah. forgive me. I, I really am not the person that normally does that tries to multitask during a podcast. But no, you're good. You're good. This you're is like good. the last week of school and this is just how it is. Um, I got to. People are getting out of school early and oh my God, mom, I got doused with, I got doused with water at field day. I need a new pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, that kind of stuff is happening right now. Um, Sophia, uh, so, you know, watch All Stars 2 if you haven't. Yeah. And, you know, nothing that they showed was, uh, you know, they kind of was able to show what they were able to capture. Yeah. Um, there are several articles online too where I talk in detail and go into depth of how what I perceived at the time and how I felt at the time. Now that we're almost a year after a year later, you know, this will be the first time I'm talking about it a year later. Mm -hmm. Um, there was an incident most recently. The first time I saw her, um, since seeing her on my home television that's behind me. Mm -hmm saying F you and my last name and my name. That was the last time that I'd seen her at all. Yeah. Um, I was sitting on the couch with my children because my children watch the challenge. You know, they're older, they're, you know, middle school, high school age. They see worse in anime than that when we'll ever show on All Stars. And to watch this grown woman say those words and my name attached to them, someone who I had kind of heightened and elevated to my children. You know, yeah, I ain't feel good. Yeah, it's hard, all. especially when I saw that when that happened. You know, in the middle of my uncle passing away, mm -hmm. 
and other people in my family being very ill and them eventually passing away. Like, and it was like around the time of my birthday and my son's birthday, like all of that's happening when the show aired. And I'm seeing, I see her say that. And then subsequently the articles that yeah. came out with and, you know, the allegations that she made against my character, as well as some things that just didn't happen. Um, the last time I physically saw her was this weekend. In New York, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm just making it very clear. When someone wrongs you, you have the right to have space and create boundaries. Mm-hmm. People can't just walk up to you when they've, when they've caused you trauma. And uh, you have the right to say, no, thank you. You have the right to remove yourself. You don't have the right to put your hands on them. You don't have the right to um, create discomfort for anyone else that's around. This is just my personal philosophy, but you do have the right to remove yourself. You do have the right to create space. So that's what I did, you know, I I backed up and I, and I created space because, um, I'm, I, I, I need that to happen differently. That can't just be a, a walk up and let's dap it up. You know, that, that, that's not how that can go down. That has to be private and, I would need to have somebody else in the room that is a neutral party that um, could mediate something like that. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, that trauma for me, the post-show stuff, like, you know, gameplay on the show, whatever, that's one thing. Getting your feelings hurt over a braid, that's one thing. But the post-show active attempts to discredit me and disparage my name, like, nah. That that has to happen real different. Yeah. And, and I don't even know if I'm ready for that part to happen, you know, and the rest of that, you know, I think that's a conversation to be had, um, you know, with her and not me. Because yeah. when, when somebody harms you, it's not our job as the person who's been harmed to roll out the red carpet for reconciliation. It's not our job, you know, so that's. That's what I got. I think that's a good way to end. I just have one listener question really quick. Um, so you've had some pretty iconic moments in the show and they just want to know what is, in your opinion, more iconic? Stealing the salad from Jody or sleeping in your in your jersey? What is more iconic for you? I think they're both. I, I think that's like trying to compare a nickel and a dime. <laughs> <laughs> they're both small change. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think the the idea, and you can take something small, and and it and it really changed the whole world. They say, you know, if water drops on a rock long enough, the rock will split. So, um, you know, not to minimize my own moments of of of, mem- of being memorable, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is definitely like comparing a nickel and a dime. The, <laughs> I slept in my uniform last night because I wanted to win today. Was I love her? Yeah. I love that intense. I'm going to get it done. Like today, when I watched um, today's episode, episode eight of All Stars 3, I literally screamed out loud. I love Wes. Yeah. I screamed that out loud because he's like, I'm going to get those stars and I'm throwing them over my shoulder like Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the energy. Don't be yeah. scared. Go and yeah. get that. Go get it. Go get it. Cause it's yours and it belongs to you. And you believe it in your mind. Like, 
she ayala 20 years ago believed in her mind and she could wear like she could just sleep in her uniform and it was just gonna come down by osmosis and she kind of didn't take into account that you can't tell people what to do and yell at them while they're playing laser tag but i didn't i I missed that part that part of the memo got missed however um you know the salad ayana i'm proud of her too because you know i you know easily I really could have fed into this whole, um, the yelling and screaming and the, you know, we're going to be mean and mad. and Jody's going to be mean and mad. And Jasmine's going to be mean and mad. And we're just going to be mean and mad. Because in one small moment, we were mean and mad. Mm-hmm. New Ayana 2.0, I'm going to still be mean and mad at us, you know. But at the same time, do we have to extend that meanness? Do we have to extend the madness? Yeah. Nah. We can laugh at ourselves. We can be, we can share our honesty and share our truth and yeah. the silliness of how something that is so, I would say trivial can be easily extended and expanded to be whatever we want it to be. So uh-huh. eventually I wanted that cauliflower to be one of laughter than yeah. one of pain. So I decided to laugh at myself. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, Nicole and Dives, Nicole and I like Dives. it. I like it. Um, I want to say thanks for being here. I want to just give you some final time. Anything you want to shout out? Any final words? Where we can find you on social media? Just your time to shine. Man, follow me on Ayana Superhero on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I just did my first TikTok like last weekend because we were talking with Paige from Most Likely Tupac, and Mark was asking her questions, and and Scott was asking her questions, and she's all like, mm, "Y'all asking me all these questions, but I'm gonna answer them." And she was very gracious with that. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make my first TikTok, and I made my first TikTok. So check me out on TikTok, like that joint, share that joint, do whatever you have to do on TikTok with that joint, and I will try to like and share y'all stuff too. Um, other than that, you know, just you know, keep a girl in your inner family and your thoughts and uh, affirmations and prayers, and that's all I got. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining now you don't want to miss me real as it gets never know what to expect got a rep jersey i thought i told you yes indeed every week got a brand new poster while i'm hey chilling with dylan chilling with dylan hey chilling with dylan chilling with dylan let's go